Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. With divorce rates consistently on the rise in Australia, and for that matter, around the Western world, fatherlessness is reaching epidemic levels. Families, our society, pay a very heavy price for it. Mark E. Strong has written a book called Church for the Fatherless after discovering the number of fatherless children in his church. He's senior pastor of Life Change Christian Church in Oregon in the U.S., which is uniquely positioned to minister to the fatherless. It's a place of refuge where the main game is to see God as a loving father. Mark E. Strong, welcome to Open House. Oh, my pleasure. Great to be with you today. Thanks very much for your time, Mark. It's an issue more and more confronting our society, isn't it? What are the dynamics that you've seen firsthand? And explain to us why it's both so common and also so costly, Mark. Well, I think in terms of costly part, let me start by saying this. God's heart is for an individual to experience wholeness in their lives. You know, the Hebrew word shalom, which means peace, is God's blessing, God's wholeness, God's health, and blessing on an individual, on a family, on a community. And so you look at children's lives, a child comes into this world by virtue of a father and by virtue of a mother. And so God's intent is to give that child what they need, through him, of course, but through what that mom can give and then also what that father can give. And so when one of those parents, and particularly in in our culture today, the majority of the fathers, once that father is taken out of the equation, what happens is there is a chasm in that kid's life that does not get filled because what that father is supposed to give him by his God-given responsibility is no longer there. And so uh, when the father's not there, that opens up the child's life to the possibility of experiencing many, many, many ills that can be uh, devastating and very hurtful and can also put the children's lives at a, a great disadvantage. And it's not just that marriages are ending. It's also, in some cases, men walking out on those families and leaving their yeah, families. Exactly. Like I've seen all over the world. What you have now is one of the primary reasons for fatherlessness is not because dads pass away or they die. But men are choosing to voluntarily walk out of the lives of their children, which just creates a myriad of problems and issues. Why do you think this is more and more common in this day and age then? From my perspective, when you look at the scriptures, one of the last prophecies in the book of Malachi was that when uh, Elijah would come, that part of his mission would be to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. So what the prophet is speaking to is a disconnect that exists due to a spiritual and moral deficit. And I believe in our culture, in our society today, there is a spiritual and a moral deficit that is prevalent. And that deficit makes it way more easier for a man to walk out and leave uh, his children or to neglect that God-given responsibility, and even just a you would think just from a natural point of view, just a, uh, a common sense responsibility that a man would have. It's no longer, you know, an issue or a need. It's, a, it's an option more so than a God-given responsibility. How were your eyes opened in your particular church to the level of fatherlessness that you discovered there, Mike? This was totally off my radar. 
Um, I had experienced and had seen the impact of fatherlessness in our church, but I didn't really have any concept of the problem. So what happened was our church had bought an old uh, dilapidated supermarket, and we were in the process of renovating the building into our church. So we had a number of leaders there, probably about 25 leaders, that were gathered around the circle, and we were just going to pray and ask God's blessing upon our building. And so we had leaders there from ages 20 to 70, different colors, black, white, uh, Hispanic. We were holding hands, and while we were holding hands in circles praying, I just began to look around the circle. And as I looked at each face, the thought came to my mind, no father, no father, no father. And by the time I went around that entire circle, I realized that there were probably about 80% of the people that were in that circle, they either had no father present in their life growing up, or the father that was involved in their life was not a good father, but was an inadequate father. And at that moment, the Lord just opened my eyes and my heart to show me that this is a real problem that needs to be um, addressed. What have you found out about the range of impacts of fatherlessness on a child, on a family? Let me tell you this story. Uh, we had a men's retreat probably, this was probably a couple years ago. A young man was there, maybe 18 years old at the time. And so we were uh, just spending some time in prayer, and, and uh, this young man was sitting in the chair, and he just broke out in uncontrollable sobbing, and he began to cry out, why doesn't he want me? Why doesn't he want me? No one had said anything to him about being wanted or about any, any person in particular. But as that young man sat there in the presence of God, the cry of his heart was, why doesn't my dad want anything to do with me? Why doesn't he want me? What is wrong with me? Now, here he is in the company of other young men, older men, and this pain is so real in his heart that he begins to cry out um, literally at the top of his lungs, expressing and crying out to God, why doesn't my dad want anything to do with me? That young man, the cry that's in his heart is in the cry of many, many young men, young women who have not had the benefit of having a father in their life to live their lives with that kind of pain, wondering, what did I do? What's wrong with me? Why doesn't my father want anything to do with me? And so the consequences of that is internal pain and suffering that takes place because that father is not there to validate or say that this child belongs to me and I take a rightful, godly ownership of my son or my daughter. And yet in years gone by, men would realize the weight of that and they wouldn't bail as they do now and marriages wouldn't break up as sometimes readily they do now. Yes. It used to be that, you know, when people talk about divorce, they would say, well, hey, let's just stay together for the sake of the kids. Now, that's not, you know, that's not good. But at least that does say that there was a consciousness there that understood the value of that child having both that mother and that father involved in their lives. But now that consciousness has been eroded. You say the church is uniquely positioned to reach out and connect to the fatherless. What can the church do for those fatherless families, children in particular? But are there also ways in which you can help fathers reconnect with their families, with their children? Yes. The church is an awesome organism. It's an awesome body of people 
Jesus Christ's physical, tangible body here on the earth, and the Spirit of God lives in His church. And so by virtue of us being connected to our Heavenly Father, we have an answer, we have something that can penetrate to the deepest depths of the heart. Even that young man that cries out, why doesn't my Father want me? Why doesn't He want me? Well, there's a God in heaven who desperately is in love with that young man and that can understand his pain and understand his hurt and reach that young man at the core of his being and let him know that God wants him. The Father can say to him, I want you, I love you, I accept you, and you're my son. And part of the ways that God does that is through the church. And so I think as the church understands that it can step in and play a surrogate role to the fatherless, I think the possibilities and the healing and the relief and the joy that can come in the lives of those who are fatherless and have lived their lives with that pain, both young and old, uh, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Have there been families that you've known where you've been able to reconnect a father with his children, with his family, perhaps a story of an instance like that? You know, there have been people in our church that have given their lives to the Lord, because what I'll do is I'll talk about this quite a bit, you know, off and on, just in terms of reiterating our responsibilities as men and so forth. And there have been, you know, guys, that, uh, one, one guy in our church, he had had a, a daughter that he hadn't seen in a number of years. And so God just began to deal with his heart. And just last year, uh, he began, uh, although he lives here in, in uh, the state of Oregon, his daughter lives in another place, he had begun to reach out and establish that relationship with his daughter and begin to just bring her back into his life, and then he gets back into his daughter's life. And so, you know, you see those kind of stories happening all the time. Also, you, you may find moms who, for whatever reason, does not want the dad to be a part of that child's life. Now, sometimes those are valid reasons. So if the husband has been abusive uh, and his behavior has been harmful out of that child or that mother, um, that's a whole other story, yes. but sometimes the mom just may have a, a struggle against that dad or something that dad did that may be very personal to her, but yet it's not detrimental to that child, but because the dad has hurt her, and she may prevent that father from having uh, access in relation to the child. So what we've seen, we've seen ladies that have overcome some of those things to allow those the men to get back in that child's life again, and that's just been good and it's been healthy. With that story you told us about that man and his daughter, what did it mean for the two of them to reconnect? When he first told me about his daughter, he was saying, you know, I would really like to reach out to my daughter, but I can't because her mother is just, it's just not going to work. It's more trouble than it's worth and so forth and so forth. And so I said, you know what? You can't give up that easy. You can't give up that easy. You still have to do what you can do, still pray, and let's just see what the Lord will do in this situation if you make the effort. And so a year went by, a couple years went by, and then finally when she finally was able to come here to Oregon, he was a happy man. The girl was a happy daughter. And so now they've been working, building that relationship, growing that relationship with one another, and it's just a good thing, very good thing. Mark, what would you say to the men who are in families now about the importance of committing themselves and weathering the inevitable storms of any marriage and any partnership relationship? about sticking it out. I always go back to Jesus and how much Jesus loves us. And the commitment of Christ's love to us went the total distance. He just didn't leave heaven and 
come to earth and then abandon the Father's call or the Father's purpose. Jesus was so faithful, he loved us so much that he went all the way to the cross. Then he was resurrected from the dead in glory and in power. But through that span of life, through his days here on this earth, there were things that he had to endure. But the love that he had for us kept him going. Like the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised his shame, and sat down at the throne of the right hand of God. And I just think for dads, I, um, you know, so many times we've got pressures on us. We have to pay bills. Uh, there's pressures on us uh, just in terms of our own manhood issues. Sometimes we beat ourselves up because we feel inadequate. So sometimes the response is, let's just bail or just get out. But I think when you realize your God-given responsibility and, you know, how much you love your kids, you know, you may not be a perfect man. None of us are. But you are the best dad that God has given that kid. And so by God's grace, you want to hang in there. You want to stick to it. You want to give that child everything that God gives in your life to give them to better their lives. And then you know that even though it may be difficult, the beauty is is that you are able to put a mark on your child for God that the world or society, no matter how hard it tries, can uh, wash that away. So that even as they grow, they can impart to their children the very things that God gave us to impart to them. And so as dads, if we don't mark our children, the world is going to do it for us. And we don't want to miss that opportunity. So we have to stick in there and we have to hang in there. It's a vitally important message for our families and our community. Mark E. Strong is the author of Church for the Fatherless, and we'll put the details up on our Open House Community Facebook page. Mark, thanks very much indeed for your time. Oh, my pleasure. It's been a joy being with you today. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.